It's news to us. We're live on Adobe Radio, a big show, very big show, Jason. It's so big, I can't even contain myself. Yes, it's an outbreak of a show, if you will. We're going to talk about the coronavirus because we have to. Everybody's talking about the damn coronavirus. I wish he's on self-quarantine. I'm quarantining myself. I wish I could just dig a hole and live inside of it. You don't want to get sick until this uh, until this time next year. You know, you know what I'm more worried about is the social stigma around getting the coronavirus. Wait, wait, what? Are you are you comparing so, it to like if you were uh, if, if you contracted AIDS or something? I feel like there's less of a stigma around HIV these days. Wow! Because if you get the coronavirus, they they lock you down. And I was uh, hearing that they make you stay in your house for up to two weeks. And if you leave your house, there is a, a big fine or 300 days in jail, 300 days. Wow. So it's serious stuff. It's the self quarantine thing. And they check in on you once a day. They call you, they take your temperature. That's what being in self quarantine is, is all, is all about. Do you want to do that? Sounds, <laughs> sounds like a spa to you. Part of me wouldn't mind having like the, uh, the two weeks off of work. I could use that as an excuse to not do anything. But then, uh, what I at least the local news isn't saying the names of the the individuals who have been contaminated with the with the uh, coronavirus. They're just giving the locations. Don't you think like people would give you a lot of shit if you got the coronavirus? Yeah, I don't think so. You don't think so? You think you get sympathy? No. Why? Why would that? Why would your brain even go to where the news would announce who has it? That seems uh, like an invasion in, of privacy. I think live, that I, I think that goes against law. We live in the dystopian world of Trump. So what can I say? <laughs> uh, you know what we did find out is that Trump and Pence uh, we're not. We know Pence hasn't been tested for the coronavirus, and we don't know if Trump has. But they have been. In, uh, they have you know two degrees of separation from someone who has. I know uh, been proven to have the coronavirus. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So let's dig into that and talk about that more in just a second. Uh, before we kick off the show officially, it doesn't start officially until we, we hit the intro. I also want you to stay tuned because we have Lauren Ashcroft coming up on the show. She is not only a proud cat mom and a stand up comedian, but she's primarying or primarying a 26 uh, year old, a 26 year incumbent for Congress in New York 12. Christ. Coronavirus. Went yeah, I'm really brain. excited about this. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, Can't so wait to she's talk running for Congress in New York 12 is what I'm trying to say. Jesus. And we're going to talk. Yeah, you're having an issue. The, the coronavirus. It went straight to my brain. <laughs> it's news to us. With Eddie and Jason. Man, I sound like Joe Biden on the campaign trail. Oh, uh, you would go and make fun of someone who has a stuttering uh, medical pr- uh, issue. Hey, I just stuttered. What if I have a medical issue? Is, have you seen a doctor for it? Are you a doctor? WebMD does not count. Oh, well, okay then. Let's dirty deets. Coronavirus. The dirty deets. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. The president himself, as you said, and the vice president have come into contact with individuals or indirectly through a couple parties who have been confirmed cases. 
Yeah, that isn't that interesting. So there's been uh, a, at least one, if not multiple, attendees at the CPAC. That uh, is a is, conservative uh, pack, if you will. A whole bunch of conservatives is, get together and they say, "Oh, I they hate, circle I hate, jerk." Yeah, and they're like, "I hate liberals." Oh, talk dirty to me. Give me my guns. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what that's all about. I assume I I've never been there. I've never read any. I haven't read up on it, but I assume that's what it's like. We hate. Well, I thought Republic, I thought Republicans were all about you know building walls and such, so things like this wouldn't happen around them. What the coronavirus? The, the coronavirus has infiltrated their ranks. It seems as if the coronavirus is kind of creeping into Air Force One, if you will. And in fact, DJT did come out during, uh, according to a report from Vanity Fair, he says that he is afraid that a journalist, a member of the press, will purposefully try to infect him with coronavirus on Air Force One. Ooh. Now, he is purposefully. Trump, yes, Trump is saying this. Well, meanwhile, he also claims that coronavirus is a hoax. And he says that it is being played up by the lamestream fake media, or the fuck he says, while he's also saying that he's afraid that he's going to be contracted with it. So what, which one is it here? Is it a hoax? I mean, he keeps, ba- he keeps bashing Democrats, right? Like, Democrats are, are posturing and uh, they're blowing this out of proportion. But, I mean, if you look around the world, like, not everyone's a Democrat in the entire world, you know? Like, this is not just Democrats doing this, you uh, DJT, man. I don't know what to say. Like, it's not, you know, it's not a political issue. It's a matter of public health and public safety. And, you know, when you're talking that Republicans and Democrats both have, you know, well, I would say the same level of immune system. But looking at Trump rallies, most of those people probably don't have the best of health. I mean, you know, hey, you know what? I look I look like I should be at a Trump rally. So fuck you. Watch what you're saying right now. What does that mean? You do not look like you should be at a Trump rally. You look like you You don't think No. No, no, you look well, like you look like um, a liberal that would hang out in a Seattle coffee shop, listening to Pearl mm. Jam. Okay, I'll I'll go with that. Yeah, don't put yourself down. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I do love Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah, COVID nineteen is what people are. You know, should we start using that or should we go with coronavirus? I like coronavirus because it's a little more catchy. COVID-19 is just a little more clunky. So as moving forward, yeah, I mean, the there's show, variations of the coronavirus, though, like it's a family. It's not it's been around specific, for a long time. Yeah, that's one thing that people should understand is this coronavirus. It's not new. It, it's not manufactured in a lab. It's not biological warfare like these stupid conspiracy theorists say. It's it's been Wait, people are saying that. Yes, that's what uh, they're saying. Uh, the, uh, the the liberals are, are are trying to make the stock market crash with this virus by uh, making everybody not want to go out and spend money in the economy. Uh, I'm Alex Jones. They infected China first. Yeah, to interfere uh, with manufacturing. Yeah, it's a, this elaborate hoax, uh, COVID nineteen. But you know, the coronavirus has been around for so long. If you look at, if you have those Clorox disinfectant wipes at home. It actually on the back says that it kills the coronavirus. How do they get bathing that? with that? Oh my god! Is that weird? Uh, no, not at all. I've I've been wiping myself with that many ways. 
and it's created some and problems. You use, you usually use them for masturbating, but now you're using it for everything, huh? Yeah. You know, you see that <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia where Frankie shaves his body down completely and he's just covered in Purell. <laughs> That's me. Is right that now. you? That's me. I feel Where'd like you get all the Purell. Luckily, I always have a lot on stu- uh, uh, on uh, in stock, but I'm actually running low. I have uh, maybe down to a bottle and a half. And the, the Purell is a very it's a it's a commodity right now. I don't know. Have you tried to buy this stuff? Uh, I have tried to buy it. Um, we were successful. What? Uh, we we bought some today. No shit. I've tried uh, many times. I've tried maybe five. I will not say stores. where I got it. Um, I, just, already, uh, I already know uh, because you know. I saw that Katie, your girlfriend, on uh, she posted about it on social media. I know that she should have done that. Oh no! Yeah, so I know she didn't. She did. She gave the location uh, and everything. Oh <laughs> well, I'm not doing that to our listeners. Sorry, you're on your own. <laughs> What's interesting is that toilet paper supplies are running low. I don't um, get that one. I don't get that either. Like, what's the thought process there? Because as far as we know, the, the symptoms of the coronavirus have nothing to do with your digestive system. Uh, you may get a sore throat. You may have shortness of breath. You may get some cold like symptoms. It should be pretty mild for most people if they're young and healthy. Where does the toilet paper come in? I, you know, like um, I saw David from Australia post something about uh, toilet paper shortage in Australia last week. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And I didn't even think that it would happen here, but yep, sure shit, it's happening here too in the U.S. I I've had People no problem are, uh, buying all that toilet paper. Did a little grocery shopping yesterday. I had no problem getting toilet paper. Really, no problem at all. I just went to the toilet paper aisle and I had many a selection. And I wow. went, I went for the cheapest one ply that will cause rashes and fissures to save a couple bucks. Because it's America. Save a couple bucks, and I mean, you just smear uh, Purell in there anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. T- TMI? TMI, yeah. But I have been using uh, a lot of Purell. My, my hands are dry as fuck right now. Well, that's why you got a lotion, too. You got you to gotta, you gotta lotion. You do, like, you do the Purell, and then, like, 20 minutes later, lotion up. So last I saw, we were at, what, 600 confirmed cases around that? In the United States, in the United States, uh, yeah, we have almost seven hundred that we know of. That we know of, and you actually traveled to Ground Zero uh, for the outbreak here locally in Colorado. You were just in Summit County over yesterday. You drove there. Were you wearing a mask? No, that's where our the first, mask does uh, nothing for you. <laughs> I know. That's where. You, that's where you. Uh, you went there. You went to Ground Zero here in Colorado. There was a gentleman there, 30 years old. He was skiing at a resort. He has uh, been confirmed uh, COVID-19, case number one. Yeah. And now we have about case, nine here locally. Case number one, but he's also in Denver now. So yeah, he's all I don't know why you mean by Ground Zero. Also, you have been a bit under the weather and you've been exhibiting uh, coronavirus symptoms. Uh, we're bearing the lead here, correct? Um, I don't, <laughs> what are the symptoms, Eddie? So, Do you know the symptoms? Yes. Congestion. You should have some congestion in your chest. Uh, it should feel like a head cold, some coughing, a sore throat. What have you, what have your symptoms been? Any of those? Sore throat and congestion in the sinus area. All right. Ding, ding. 
<laughs> what? No, you said congestion in the uh, in the chest. Any, I had no congestion there. Any shortness of breath? No. How is your stool? Um, firm and that, brown. That was a personal question. That had nothing to do with. Oh. The, okay, as just for my own uh, my own records. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> uh, but uh, all right. So, are you were you concerned that you might have contracted the coronavirus? No. Why? Why are you so confident? Uh, because I didn't have chest congestion, and I'm getting better. Here's an honest question, though. Say you have all the symptoms of the coronavirus. Will you shell out? I've heard three thousand dollars for the test is what it would cost with insurance. Where have you heard that? I've heard the rumblings on the internet. Now, I don't know for sure that that's the case. I'll be honest, but I have heard that. If that, mm. if that is indeed true, would you get the, the, the test? And we should probably confirm that by the end of the show. Say the, I'm not trying to spread misinformation here. Well, I will say that uh, we've had a sickness going through um, my place of work and one of the guys at work did go to the doctor, and he also was told that it was $3,000 to be tested for oh, okay. so the coronavirus. A, yeah, you know, if I hear that, I'm going to say... But no. I don't know if it's true. He might have found that online and said he went to the doctor, but he really didn't. That is also possible, but I'm not going to spend $3,000. Now, I will say a plus just, that that's um, California, you know, those liberals out in California, yeah, they are... Um, uh, the governor issued a statement saying that um, there would be no out-of-pocket for testing and told uh, insurance companies that, you know, any related matters uh, around this would be, wa- uh, they need to waive them, any medical costs. Oh, so okay. that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. All right, so we'll be right back on it. Should we, we get do that for the Lauren federal Ashcroft government? On, uh, well, yeah, we've got to move along. I'm sorry. We're running out of time. No! We have to get our guest on the line next. It's news to us. Don't go anywhere. We're going to talk to Lauren Ashcroft. She is running for Congress in New York. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. It's news to us. We're back here live on Adobe Radio, and uh, it's so great to bring our guest on the show this evening. Miss Lauren Ashcraft. Hey, how are you? She's actually on the, on the line. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So you're trying to get on the ballot for Congress in New York 12. You're a Democratic Socialist, a stand-up comedian, a proud cat mom, and an all-around <laughs> activist. Uh, very cool what you're doing. Uh, tell us a, a little bit about uh, yourself and what uh, made you want to jump in this crazy thing called politics. Thanks. Yeah. So I am a stand-up comedian and I've paid my bills by working nine to fives as a lot of artists throughout my district do. And um, I grew up uh, just really watching an example of a family getting totally ignored by representatives um, from all angles. And I live in New York's 12th congressional district. And this is a very, very vivid representation of um wealth inequality it's the home of billionaire row but also yes. the home of thousands of people that sleep on the street every single night and so i am running so that every single person in this district has full and equal representation and full and equal voice and that's not going to happen if we keep electing somebody who takes a lot of corporate pack money yeah and 
and ignores the everyday person. When you're out uh, doing canvassing, do you stop and talk to these billionaires? Are you able to get into their buildings? I mean, have you talked to anybody with a lot of money? Yeah, um, I actually have canvassed uh, somebody with a lot of a lot of wealth, and you know what? I I am surprised and humbled every single day because this particular individual said to me, "Why don't you guys tax me more?" So ah, okay. I I yeah, I can't. I just learned that you can't walk into any situation with any kind of preconceived ideas. Just every time I knock on a door or meet somebody new, it's a, it's a blank slate, and I listen to their story and see how I can best advocate for them. And do you mind if I ask you a personal question, because you seem pretty young. How old are you? I'm 30. We'll be 31 this week. Oh, very cool. Yeah, we're about the same age, <laughs> and it's it's cool to see somebody step up in our generation and and get active in politics. I know that Jason here, co-host on the show... He's been wanting to run for president for a very long time, uh, isn't that, Jason? Do you, do you uh, still have that? I'm I'm unofficially running. You're unofficially yeah. running. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, you'll have to write me in when you uh, cast your vote. But can we get you go ahead and write me in? I know that you're endorsing Bernie Sanders, but can we get you to switch it up for a Jason write in? <laughs> you know, there's there's always room for for future endorsement. So keep at it. <laughs> Okay, maybe if Bernie drops out of the race but instead of Biden, you'll back Jason here. I mean, you know, it's one of those things I don't want to, like, stop. I don't want to, like, start at the, the, the bottom and, and work my way up. I just go for the straight top, you know? I get it. You know, shoot shoot for the stars. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. See where you land. Yeah. So there, yeah. Had, there had to have been a moment in, uh, in your life, Lauren, where you were, um, where you thought to yourself, Hey, maybe I should run for office. What were you doing at that time? Were you like sitting on your couch uh, petting your cat or were you out at a bar? What were you doing? Uh, I was surrounded by hundreds of thousands of women at the Women's March. And um, I helped to organize the one in New York City. And that was a very, very moving experience for me. Just being part of the planning process and the activism and just being surrounded by empowered women is a very contagious thing. Absolutely. Um, and I, I also know a, a lot of other women who were inspired by the exact same event. So uh, it's, it's really wonderful that that's an event that has happened, and I hope it continues to. Yeah, I do too. I, uh, I went out to the first and second one. Jason, did you get to go to those? Oh, Jason and I try to go as many different things as we can as far as protests. You know what? I haven't made it to the women's marches, but I did like March for Our Lives. Um, I will say, you know, just throwing out my two cents, that I think women just do a better job in general. Um, so I think more women in politics, the better. And that's just my two cents. Why do you think that? Um, women are just, uh, in general, smarter, and they don't seem like as power-hungry to me. Well... Don't, don't tell Alex Jones that because he he believes that Hillary Clinton is killing babies and eating their blood and stuff. So, uh, well, but, Alex Jones is irrelevant anymore. He, like he's uh, he's disappeared and being sued left and right. So why keep bringing him up? Yeah, yeah, I, he's terrible. But anyways, so you are. I mean, that's really great that you were inspired by this by the Women's March, and I'm really glad that. Uh, inspired you and you said that there were other women as well that you know of that have been inspired by that to get involved 
Yeah, I know some. Uh, one of the people that I was worked most closely with ended up on a, a presidential campaign, um, and then a couple others are are thinking about throwing their hats in the ring for city council races. So it's just really exciting to see. Yeah, and just the more the more that any of us do it, the more that more people will do it. So um, hopefully, I mean it's it's not that weird anymore that I'm running. Um, and, and I really thank uh, a lot of people that ran in 2018 for paving the way for me. And hopefully every one of us running helps do that for future generations as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's very cool that everybody is supporting each other. And we support you 100% with uh, this campaign. Uh, we try we to- have also, we, we've learned that... Um, the most effective changes from, you know, city council. So, you know, the change, you know, the, the biggest change you can make for your community is being local and not so broad. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's just also really cool to see more diversity at every single level of the government and, uh, and, and women and non-binary people and just, seeing so many different people show up so it's not just always the same kind of person. So what is it going to take? What are we up against? How do we get you on the ballot for New York 12? Oh, thank you for asking my team. Uh, that's why you might hear some background noise. We're just getting done with a petitioning session. So we are out there on the streets and getting signatures. We need way more than is required by law because we're expecting, uh, you know, shenanigans of voter suppression and trying to throw us off the ballot. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we, ref- we refuse to go anywhere. We're lawyered up. <laughs> We're collecting way too many signatures. And I look forward to getting on the ballot with my team. How and, many signatures um, do you really, need? So we need 1,250 by law valid signatures. So in order to just not have any question, we're really for at least uh, 5,000, hopefully more. But we're, we're really out there every single day. How many signatures do we have right now? We are just about at the 1250 um, required by law. So from, from, uh, from now until uh, April 2nd, we are just going to be collecting more and more and more just to make it a little bit less likely that we'll be challenged on it. And getting these signatures is only, I mean, a fraction of the battle because say you do end up on that ballot, then you have to really put yourself out there and you're saying that you're going to take zero corporate or super PAC money. So how are you going to fund your marketing initiative? Uh, That's a great question. We are 100% people powered and grassroots people powered. Um, we have about 1,500 individual donors right now. Actually, my campaign manager right next to me is saying it's more like 1,600 at this point. Um, and our average donation is about $14 at this point in time. So we're just really, you know, really seeing this movement come up behind us and started with three volunteers. Now we're at 320-ish, and that probably changed today um, after I looked at it. So... We're just really, we're feeling it. We're out there. It's a lot of work. It's really hard work. But every day that I see my team just doing the work and I'm not even involved in in so many aspects of it, 
it's it's on autopilot because they're doing such amazing work because they're so passionate about this as well. And I I'm I'm just honored and, and humbled every single day of it. That's and wonderful. It's an honor to get to meet my neighbors and to have them open up and share their stories with me and all I hope to do with that is to be able to advocate for them and, and change things as well as I can so that their lives are better. You mentioned that in New York 12, there are a lot of very wealthy people, a lot of billionaires. You're a Bernie Sanders supporter. Bernie Sanders says that he will not take any money from the billionaire class. Will you, if you get one of, if you go door to door canvassing, somebody says, I'm going to give you $2 million. Would you take it? <laughs> um, well, the, the, legal limit that they're able to give me is twenty hundred dollars so they oh, okay. definitely can't do that well through dark if money find you know? out, <laughs> if we find out that somebody's a billionaire and despite me calling to abolish billionaires still on to donate to me we would return it okay <laughs> well uh you, you do define yourself as a democratic socialist what does that mean to me it really means that we need to elevate the working class people and that we need to make sure that we have more ownership over our lives and our futures. And there are so many barriers preventing that from happening right now. Like the fact that higher education is affordable and leaves you with a lifetime worth of debt. Or if you don't have insurance or you're underinsured and go to the doctor, you also have a lifetime worth of debt and go bankrupt. And not even addressing systemic oppression because of racism and the war on drugs and so many so many pieces of society that are built to do exactly what they're doing which is oppress people of color oppress working class people and and oppress people who are not as able-bodied as the rest of us um those 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 New York streets are getting pretty loud and busy over there. I thank you for your uh, go ahead though. Continue. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. Now? No, it's totally fine. You're walking around New York twelve, that's what you should be doing. <laughs> um, I'm just saying that we absolutely need to empower people um to be able to have control over their futures and to not be left with a lifetime worth of debt or to not be sitting in prison because of the color of their skin or because of being impoverished. And that's exactly why I'm running, to make sure that every single person has full and equal representation and a full and equal voice. But it's too expensive. That's what the critics say. You'll never be able to achieve all of the policies that Bernie endorses. What do you say to that? Right, right, right. So is war. And so is mass incarceration, and so is building a wall because of xenophobia. There are so many things that I can point at that we're spending money on every single day, but uh, we shouldn't be because it's the wrong thing to do. Handing huge corporations tax incentives um, and, and tax breaks is also really irresponsible, but we do it anyway. So what we need to do is just reprioritize and prioritize people over profit. And then we'll start seeing a healthier, happier society that benefits every single person, including the billionaires, if I'm being completely honest. So you're saying we should invest in the people? You're a radical. Get out of here. Uh, all right. If that's radical, then definitely call me radical. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we know we're short, short on time here. We don't want to keep you too long. I know you're very busy. We appreciate you coming on the show. Your opponent is uh, Carolyn Maloney, correct? 
Yes. And um, can you tell us one nice over thing about her before we let you go? Yeah, so she's been in office for over 26 years. Takes a lot of corporate tax money. That's not and you nice. You can really see that. <laughs> you can really see that in her decision making. There is no reason what, in my what? mind that she should have voted for the Iraq War. Should have voted for the inflated military budget. Um, but she does because she's taking defense contractor money in her career. What do you? But what do you? What do you those are valid points, and I would agree with you. But what do you like about her? One nice thing. Um, <laughs> oh, it sounds like you're breaking up. You don't have to answer that question. You're breaking up. We'll just, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> um, you know what? Having a woman represent me has been great because we, we need to have more equal and true representation in Congress and at all levels of the government. But I would like a woman that is an advocate for all of us, not just for what we hear. Well, that's that's good. That's that's valid, and uh, uh, that's a great point as well. Can you keep us posted? We'll, we'll keep track of what you're doing. You don't have to keep us posted. It's not an extra thing for your campaign to do. Don't worry. But uh, we want you to get on the ballot, and please come back on the show once that happens, because I'm sure that it's going to happen. We like to follow you along your journey until you invite us uh, to Congress. Oh, I I would be honored to stay in touch with you, and for anybody listening. Definitely check out our website and you can donate there as well, laurenashcroft.com. And you can follow me on all the social media at Vote Ashcroft. Yes, that's Vote Ashcroft, as she said, and com. All right, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Anytime. You have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Lauren Ashcroft running for Congress in New York 12 with zero corporate or super PAC money. Uh, Jason, I asked a question there that I know that you were wondering about the how, do we, really. how do we pay for everything? Did she answer that no. okay for you? That's just a question I always bring up to you just to get under your skin, to be honest. So you're just trying to be a, a contrarian and, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to stir shit up for okay. you. <laughs> All right. But uh, and it worked. I mean, I, I, I had, I'm pulling a DJT on you right now. I openly admit what I am doing. Then I do it, and it still gets you. I don't, I don't understand. Like you're proving it. This is what happens now. All right. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. There you go. What, what do you think of her camp? Why are you not out doing this? I feel like one of us should run for office, and I feel like it should be you because why me? Why not you? You're obviously way more intelligent than I am. That's not even remotely true. That is true. You're, you're uh, more That's handsome. You're more, you're more electable than me. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not even true. Look at DJT. He proves that anybody can get elected and what you're saying about yourself isn't even true to begin with. Damn it. So Damn it. I think, and you've been wanting to run for president. Why don't we prop you up as some sort of a congressional candidate uh, locally? All right. Let's do let's, it. Let's get you on the, the camera. You do all the work. I get all the glory. That actually sounds about right. On second thought, <laughs> we'll be right back on It's News to Us. Follow us on Twitter. It's News to Us. Mm-hmm. 
We're back. It's news to us. Continuing on the coronavirus right now. Hashtag coronavirus update. Breaking news. Is there really breaking news around this? Breaking news. Republican Representative Mark Meadows, DJT's new chief of staff, is now in self-quarantine as what? a protective measure. Is this true? His office says this is true. Representative Meadows was advised this weekend that he may have come in contact with a conservative political action conference. Oh, yeah, the CPAC. CPAC. So this is what we talked about at the beginning of the show. By the way, who are you reading? You have to cite the source, otherwise it's plagiarism. I am reading CNN. Thank you. Sorry. Go ahead. I said what I was going to (laughs) say. So now this guy also shook the hand of the president as well, correct? That is correct. Another uh, congressional Republican, um, Doug Collins, was with DJ uh, DJT at the CDC facility in Atlanta last Friday and shook his hand as well. The another, so that's two. Wow. The the third congressional Republican who is on self quarantine is Matt Gates. Who, if you don't know who Matt Gates is, he has multiple DUIs. And last week, when they were voting on uh, uh, allocation of funds for the coronavirus, he wore a gas mask and mocking or tried tried to wear a gas mask into the uh, Senate hall. He was mocking or a congressional hall. You should he say was what mocking. it was. He wasn't just wearing a gas mask. He was doing it to try to downplay it. And now, and on top of that, one of his constituents has died. And now he is self-quarantined, and he was on Air Force One with, with DJT. DJT. There is a photo of him leaving Air Force One. So he's in self-quarantine. And and not only was he in Air Force One, he was in the uh, limousine with DJT. Oh, you know, when you're in a closed, encapsulated thing like that, uh, that's not good, man. That's not good. So do you think... Now, here's the thing. Say DJT contracts the coronavirus, and would it be because of his own incompetence, do you believe? Or do you think that it would have happened either way? This is a complete hypothetical. Now, Ooh. this is a complete hypothetical question. Would it happen either way? Or is it happening because of his continued incompetence? That is the question. It's a very tough question to a- ask you. And it's not. It's I know there's, there's no win-win here, but it is a hypothetical, so there's no right answer. Uh, no, it is because of his incompetence and his you think so. stupidity. So Yes. And also, if he were to contract it, I feel like it is because also look at the, the people as he, he has surrounded himself with. All these people who are morons. Mike Pence's, the, the Matt Gates's. Gates's eyes. And when you have all these people around you that don't give a shit and have no respect for science, they're going to, they're now in quarantine. They've been spreading the virus around allegedly, according to this report from CNN, you just read, and they've been in contact with the president. That is that's scary stuff. So not only is he putting innocent lives at risk, the American public, but also he's putting his own life at risk by just being ignorant well, we know that he's a germaphobe as well, you know. There's a very interesting Wait. article. I did send that to you the other day. This was made uh, like two years ago, talking about the fact that Trump is a huge germaphobe. He purells his hands incessantly. 
If somebody in the room coughs with him, he kicks them out. The guy, but then at the same time, he also raw dogged a porn star. So I don't. And he let prostitutes urinate in his presence on Obama's former bed. Allegedly. According to the Steele dossier. I'm not going to say allegedly. I'm going to say according to the Steele dossier. Okay. Um, Well, that's my source. All right. But. What what so do so just if we look at the cases of the coronavirus in Washington State, that's where we've had the most fatalities. These are elderly folks that get the coronavirus. Trump is not a spring chicken. If he gets this thing, you know, here's here's one of the things I was sort of thinking is they were saying that there's a vaccine for this coronavirus, but not a widespread vaccine. Do you think that they they've, they've already given the vaccine to the president? Who's they? I could have sworn I read that there's a vaccine, but they don't have time to. Am I wrong? I could be wrong. I have not. You're okay, wrong. I retract that what I just said. I'll retract what I just said. So there's no there's no vaccine as far as we know. No, I can't substantiate what I just said. So no, the president most likely does not have a potential vaccine. That's our. I le- just yes. I, well, he keeps saying that. We'll have a vaccine in six months or maybe a year. You said that last week, and uh, the CDC chairperson came out and said, no, we're like a year and a half, if not longer, out on a vaccine. That, that I, I have wanna, heard that. And I want to go back to why I think it's DJT's incompetence and why, <clears throat> Yes, you know, I just want to say that Obama, Obama, Obama. Thanks, Obama. I'm going to reiterate this. He set up an anti-pandemic programs in 47 vulnerable countries to protect against something like this. Just a way of doing that. And when Trump came in, he closed 37 of those programs. Yes. So in place, we did have, we had these systems and we had these committees that were equipped and ready to go in case there was a pandemic and uh, we no longer have those because he's like, yeah, that's a waste of money. I'd rather spend that money on my golf outings. Yeah, I want to br- uh, give a tax break to the rich. We don't need to spend that money. When's the last time there's been a pandemic? You know, the thing is with these pandemics is it's mother nature. You can't fucking stop it. It's like those wildfires that were just in Australia. Once it starts, it, it rolls on, and then we're all at mercy of this thing. I mean, that's not true. Like, there are things we can do. Um, first is testing for it, making it widely available to test for this uh, well, virus. What I mean is if we don't have any protections in place. If we don't have any protections in place, that's what, that's what it could become. It's just like a wildfire. But you're right. You're absolutely right. If we, sh- we are able to contain these things if we're prepared. But we were not prepared. Yes. And uh, Thomas Frieden, uh, who was the former director of the CDC from 2009 to 2017, told The Atlantic, quote, the CDC got this right with H1N1 and the Zika virus and produced huge quantities of test kits that went around the country. I don't know what went wrong this time, end quote. DJT went wrong. That's what yeah, went wrong we all this know time. exactly what went wrong this time. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention was completely gutted. 
and all those funds were reallocated to oh, God knows what. We, what we do know is probably based on previous reports, some sort of corruption and lying the pockets of Trump and his associates just allegedly, possibly, who knows, somebody can follow the money another time, but it's it's really sickening that we have people that are in power that really are clueless and we don't have scientists anywhere around like the the uh coronavirus response team is Mike Pence is Mike Pence and then he surrounded himself with evangelical Christians who are just going to pray this fucking thing away go ahead start praying pray harder pray hard you're not praying hard enough Mike Pence well that's the thing right so the Dow Jones uh closed today down 7.8 percent more than 2,000 points. And this is it the closed. thing that Trump, stock market you really hit today. The, the stock market is down. This is the thing that Trump fears the most. You know that he lives and breathes by the fucking stock market. He thinks that he so it closed, is personally responsible. It closed that, and that far down. Now, if you remember H1N1 or Zika or any of these other, like, yes, it was concerning, but like the level of fear wasn't this dramatic. And there's a reason for that, right? Like, like we knew it was a, a big thing, but, like, you weren't scared about it, were you, Eddie? Were you scared about getting the bird flu? I was not. I, in fact, it was just one of those things where you kind of joked about it. You're like, oh, the bird flu. <laughs> but now, the coronavirus, are you scared of getting it? Or if you get it, you know, are you scared now? Here's what I'll say. Are you more fearful now? Having lived through the bird flu... Which was what in two thousand eight or nine? When was that? When it end doesn't matter. But yeah, I remember that back then you'd go to the grocery store, you'd still be able to buy hand sanitizer, you'd still be able to buy toilet paper and Clorox wipes. Now you, I went to five different stores and all those items are sold out. That I tells you me said that you could get toilet paper. Yeah, one store I could. And you, oh, okay. and then I, then uh, I've been hearing a lot of people saying the toilet paper is being sold out. So the point being is during the the pandemic bird flu, bird flu we didn't have this. We didn't have the public freakout that we have now, and that's because of lack of leadership, a lack of response. Like it's very, it's like like DJT supporters should really like be thinking about that, like. Do they know what they're doing? A virus doesn't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. And you know what? The Republicans are still saying that this is just the liberal media trying to make this bigger than it really is. And you know what? Yeah, but Republicans in power right now, politicians, um, you know, if you look at them, like majority of Republicans in politics and Congress and, and all, you know, all of the above. They're all like older white men, so they should be worried, and I think they are. Look at all these guys self quarantining, like Matt Gates, yeah. like he's quarantining himself because he doesn't want to spread it to anyone. You know, like he's young, like he's not going to die from this. But yeah, but. he's quarantining himself, and he's trying to get out of the way, and <sighs> or he's trying to get a vacation. <laughs> Stay at home, drink some beers, hang out. That is possible. Play a little Call of Duty, you know. Maybe that's what he's doing. Hey, 
that's the only silver lining. If you get the coronavirus and you're healthy enough to get through it, you get a little bit of a vacation. However, the biggest problem with that is you probably won't get paid because a lot of employers out there are not offering to pay you during your containment, your quarantine. And then what are you going to do? And this is the problem. This is why America is also kind of fucked in a situation with, with the, like we have now is because a lot of people will still want to go to work. They'll think that they have to go to work because they have to pay the bills. So they don't go to work. Can't put money on the table. Can't afford things for the family. So you're going to have a lot of sick people in the workplace. And this is uh, why America is extremely poorly equipped. One of the reasons for a pandemic is because everybody wants to continue working because they have to. People are in the workplace because they have no choice. And it really sucks. You can't take time off of work because you'll lose your apartment. And that's the reality for most Americans. We keep hearing about how most Americans only have like $300 in savings. You can't be sitting out in quarantine for two weeks. You're going to go to work and you're going to spread this thing around. And other countries are paying attention to this. You don't think like Russia knows what's going on and how easy they could spread a pandemic here and just shut down our society with one little fucking virus. Well, House uh, Democrats introduced a bill last week guaranteeing paid sick leave in response to the coronavirus reported by the Hill. But that's for the bill was employees of the government. But it should be for all. I agree. I mean, the thing is, I I don't know that I would take off of work if I got the coronavirus. I'll be honest. Would you? If I have the coronavirus, yes. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm just kind of fucking around there at the last point. But are you? There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. If I got the coronavirus, no, you're not. I would. Yeah, I would. I would for sure. Um. All right. Let's let's talk about some more lighter news, though. Here we go. Are you are you okay with that? All I have to say. <laughs> Okay, the whole thing just fucked up. Uh, hang on, hang on. This is live radio, folks. The whole fucking program just went haywire on me. <laughs> here, hang on. All right, are you there? <laughs> I'm here. Are you there? Oh my god! So the the whole the soundboard just completely went haywire. Did it get coronavirus? I think it did. Well, that was crazy. I never had that happen on this. Uh, maybe I need to update it. Anyways, what are you trying to say? I was just saying, as we were doing research on the coronavirus, yeah, it's just like it's a lot bigger than I was uh, thinking it was. What is the coronavirus? Yeah, in general, yeah, like the world response to this, like Italy locking down, like quarantining their citizens basically the whole country not just a region but we're talking 60 million people being told to stay home no school don't go to work unless you absolutely have to like and that destroys like, the big deal that destroys the economy is what scares me is because we don't have people out there spending money um that that grinds society to a fucking halt 
That Do you know how many people have died in Italy so far? How many? It was like 438. Man, that's that's terrible. Or 434. It was a lot. From that's a I, lot. From what I understand, they don't have the best sanitation there. Maybe that's part of it. It's still a sure. lot, man. No, I get it's, it. it's a lot. But it's a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot. I'm not minimizing. I'm saying 463 deaths so far. Wow. 9,100 cases in Italy. Wow. We don't even know how many people. Like, that's the thing. Like, that's the scary part is the U.S. Like, there's not enough testing being done. Like, California is doing the best. They can test, you know, seven or they're expected to test 7,000 people by uh, the end of this week or next. But we have states like there's some states like Hawaii that can only test 20 people a day. Why is that? You you touched on an important thing, though, the testing. Why do you feel like there's not enough testing, or do you know? Well, the first part of why there's not enough testing is that the first test that they rolled out from the CDC was goofed up. They did something wrong, like the, the way they made it. Uh, so they had to, like, bring a uh, recall and uh, create new tests. Oh, man. And it seems like there's like a disconnect to me between the CDC, the federal response, and the state response. Um, um, journalists aren't able to get accurate numbers because the CDC has stopped reporting those numbers and saying to rely on states to report numbers of cases. But states are failing to report cases because they're just too they busy. They don't have enough test kits. Not, not enough test kits, not enough capability. Like, there should be a federal government response and not just having the states do it individually. Well, and what you're saying is like, that's the root of it. You're saying it's miscommunication. Well, not even miscommunication, just these um, organ. Incompetence these, is what it is. It's not miscommunication. It's CDC. Yes. Passing the buck to the states. It's different levels of government. I am running for president. (laughs) It's different levels of government not communicating properly and not being prepared and incompetence. Yes. And this all started at the top level because DJT sat on this shit for six weeks when he knew that it was going down in Korea. He could have stopped it in its tracks. He could have like put down a lot of measures at that point and made this a bird flu type thing, a pandemic that would never ever reached the United States and instead he's like oh he didn't do shit he's more worried about his image he's more worried about how orange he looks under lights he's just a fucking asshole it doesn't care about anybody but himself and that's why that's why they're not the CDC is no longer reporting cases because DJT uh, believes that those numbers are going to hurt him Yes. In the election this year. And then it all comes back to his, him being a selfish prick. Is he feels I mean, he like, said it on Friday. Yeah. Like, I don't want the cruise ship to dock because then our cases are going to the increase. One, yes. Like, he said that. There was that. You're talking about the cruise ship off of San Francisco or was that yeah. San Diego, something like that? It was over there. And yeah, there's he confirmed didn't want, cases. He didn't want that to dock because he didn't want those, those, those numbers, people, those to add human to ours. beings. Those human beings to be on our shore, even though they're Americans. He looks. A, he's a sociopath. He just sees numbers. He's like, I don't. Oh, want, I don't want those numbers. He's my reelection. Mm, let him die. The guy's a fucking maniac. 
I'm sorry I got on a tangent. No, you're right, though. I mean, what you just said is factual, and you're absolutely right to be outraged about just the lack of humanity coming from this fucking fat fuck. I'm I'm so fuck. over it. Me too. Like, fucking come on, people. Yeah. Fucking sheeple. That's what, that's what I say to that. Well, I suppose we should just end on that note. What do you say? Outraged. End on the outrage, they say. <laughs> Man, well, thanks to our guest again tonight, uh, Lauren Ashcraft, uh, for coming on the show from New York 12, running for Congress. I hope that she ends up on the ballot. That would be fantastic to see. So yeah, this is this is the plan. Never like back in the day when we were talking to bands, we'd start talking to bands when they were kind of opening up for bigger bands, and then those those bands would become big on their own. Then we'd know all these bigger bands. That's kind of yeah. the, the goal here with the politicians. We used to talk to the uh, the ones that are up and coming, and then before you know it, the president, and then we are going to be at Mar-a-Lago. I hope that's not a thing anymore. But. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else before we end the show from you? Just take care of yourselves. Tell your loved ones you love them. And wash and your, your mom. Wash your hands and don't touch your face. very much Tim Apple news laws and regulations are changing by the day we get it and at ADP we're here to help guide you with up-to-the-minute compliance expertise so you can pay your people accurately and on time regardless of what each new day may bring learn more at adp.com